Well, hello and welcome to um, the first podcast of Deserter. Yeah, make yourself comfortable, although we do prefer you to stand up to listen to this. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, yes. Um, what is Deserter for new um, listeners, Dirty South? Well, uh, I mean, our core uh, activities involve uh, messing around. Yes. Um, we, are, we are an online magazine site uh, that encourages you to shirk, rest and play. Yes. We like living well. Avoiding work, you might say. Yes, I think that's off. key, isn't it? Yeah, uh, proactive seeking, some sort of good times, and an independent thought and deed. And finally, pubs. Pubs, <laughs> pubs, pubs. pubs will crop up quite a lot. Uh, we, we we're drawn to them. I mean, personally, I'm a Cancer uh, with a, a moon rising, so I'm drawn to water. You draw to water. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, find, I find that so Riverside very, pubs very are thirsty. Just, yeah, very thirsty. Just can't be resisted. <laughs> The other thing we should mention is that we're we're from South London, Dirty South and, and I, Dolly Schrader, um, and therefore our sort of sphere of activity tends to be South London. We we do we do go beyond it occasionally. I mean, I once went to Dorking. I think that's uh, right. Yeah, but yeah. That mostly we wander in South London. We yeah, and it's it's natural natural laziness, but also we're encouraging people to enjoy, appreciate what they've got around them. What we've got around That's right. Us. Explore their own areas. I mean, we often pub, yeah. uncover things, little gems in in co- dark corners of South exactly. London. Exactly. I mean, um, we uh, we've stared at a wall for half an hour in the past, haven't yeah. we? On certain narcotics, it's been very <laughs> quite enjoyable. Um, so yes, it will be uh, referencing mostly South London and elsewhere. Perhaps we should also say I'm uh, Dulwich Raider, and I'm Dirty South. Yeah, uh, and um, we have other names as well, but that's probably what we're going to call ourselves. Coming up, this episode uh, on Dessert, uh, our first podcast, will be what we've been messing about at this week. Yes, <laughs> the adventures we've been on. Yeah, um, and fa- perhaps you might say the first couple of weeks, because it is our first one. We've got a lot of material. We've been doing this for years. <laughs> well, you say that. What beer main... we've been drinking we can, that we can remember, we might, might come up. Yeah, that will come up. We should probably mention uh, pubs will come up quite a lot. They will, yeah. Um, we can't like it them. or lump it, you know. We're drawn to them. We are actually in one. We are in one. Yeah. We're in the sheaf in Borough. Yeah. Uh, in one of their little back rooms. And uh, it's just past midday. And we're on our second pint. Yeah. And uh, they, yeah, they let us have a little room so that we can uh, relax in our natural habitat. And in no way encourage us to mention their establishment in a favourable manner. <laughs> Absolutely not. So yeah, what we've been up to this week will be coming up. Uh, our main topic of the week will be micropubs. Yes. As I said. The revolution. Yeah, the revolution. Vive la revolution. What they are. Where they are. Why, why we like them. Yeah. And then we'll be looking at some of the news, you know, South London or amusing dessert philosophy based news that we've um, gathered. And then, time allowing, we'll do a social media roundup at the end, things that have given us a chuckle. Yeah. So, what have you been up to this week? I believe you might have been down to South Norwood. I have been down to South Norwood. We've been meaning to go there for some time. Um, and we were prompted somewhat by the opening of the, the new antique pub, the Shelvardine <laughs> Goat House there. Um, it didn't quite make it to the opening uh, because we got um, stuck in the rake 
supermarket and yeah. just, just couldn't, couldn't quite get out. No. But we, we made it in the end, and, um, and really we've been called there for a while, particularly by the South Norwood Tourist Board, who oh. um, do a great job of uh, promoting the area with a, a fair bit of irony and mm. creativity. Mm. They, they um, famously, uh, one of their, their, their stunts was trying to get Norwood Junction sta- uh, Station renamed Norwood Intergalactic. Um, because they, they wanted to encourage more aliens to the area. Very wise. Um, I mean, it's all footfall, isn't it? Yes. If they have feet. <laughs> yes. Um, and, you know, it's a very diverse area, and uh, they, they wanted to extend that welcome to beings across the universe. Mm-hmm. Norwood Junction Station was called something else once, wasn't it? It was indeed, yes. It was called the Jolly Sailor. Which I really like as a station name. It made yeah. me wish that all stations could be named after sailors. Like <laughs> jolly sailors, sad sailors, sexy sailors. Sexy sailors, yeah, clever, clever. Um, yeah, so it was once known as a jolly sailor, and it's kind of sad that it's now known as Norwood Junction. Which yes. Is rather prosaic, uh, isn't it? It is. I mean, Nord uh, Intergalactic would have been good, and I think that was in response to Croydon wanting to sexy themselves up. Mm. East Croydon Station. They wanted to call Croydon International, which was yes. a bit self-aggrandising, wasn't it? And yes. One great disappointment on our visit to South Norwood was the um, 18-hole pitch and putt course, immaculately groomed, looking delightful in the autumn sun, closed. Yeah, gutting, yeah. I mean, I've written a letter. Yeah. I'm sure you've done the same. <laughs> Because checking on the website, it should have been open. This yeah. was in South Norwood Country Park, an amazing uh, expanse. Well, maybe it's just like the country. Everything's closed. Everything's closed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, perhaps it only opens at weekends. No, actually, it did say it was supposed to be open at that point. Um, Very. I mean, I'm not going down at the weekend. I'm busy at the weekend. I want to play it in the day. Yeah. Very disappointing. And what about you? What have you been up to? You, you, you've you've been on animals, haven't you? Animals that uh, display deserter characteristics are mm-hmm. having a good time, cocking around, basically. Mm. Lessons we could learn from them. Uh, I think they, they prove in a way that our core philosophies of messing around are innate. You know, mm. they're, they're, they're not um, conditioned in any way, and yet they're still playing around. I was reminded of um, one animal, the panda, that I hadn't included in the list in conversation with someone the other day. Um, the panda is an interesting deserter-like animal. If they run out of bean shoots on the side of the hill where they live, for example, they uh, they won't get off their ass to go around the other side of the hill mm. to find more bean shoots. No. They'll just sit there Bamboo. and starve to death. Bamboo shoots. What did mm. I say? Bean, bean shoots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's more like us, isn't it? I mean, the, the we know the bean shoots are in the fridge, but we're on the sofa. Yeah, cannot be bothered to go and get them. No, so unless you, you need a beer. Unless you need a beer, leave yeah. it for when you need a beer, and then you can go and get the shoes. Mm. So yeah, I thought that that was that was you know familiar deserter characteristic. Similarly, obviously they're an endangered species, have yeah. been for some time, and that's down to apparently, according to my friend, um, when it comes to sex, they can't be bothered. Yeah, yeah, they're not that bothered. They can't be bothered to eat. Well, can't be bothered to get up mm. off their arses to get more food and they mm. can't be bothered to mate. No. They love Netflix and that sort of <laughs> thing. But, um, yeah, so uh, just 
Yeah. Uh, mentioned Panda, perhaps possible future article in that, yeah, if you wouldn't mind writing yeah. that up. Sure, yeah, yeah. Well, I'd like to uh, shout out to, to hibernating animals because, yes. uh, I mean, they, they have a three month nap. I mean, that's, that's hugely impressive. And, yeah. and I mean, as if that wasn't lovely enough, all yeah. snuggled up in your cave. Before they do that, they have to blubber up oh. and. Uh, they're living off their own blubber. They are, yeah, for three months they mm. are. You know, they, so they, they tuck into a full English in the The morning. diet's out of the window, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, you eat whatever the hell you like and you, you drink whatever you want mm. and you have a lovely snooze and you wake up and you're slimmer and you look beautiful. You know, Ready for the spring. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, someone said on Twitter the other day about the nap splitting the day into three mini-days. I like so that. that. Yeah, it's yeah. very nice. It's, yeah, yeah. A wonderful way to think of a nap, if you need a wonderful way to think of a nap. Yeah, some would say they're intrinsically wonderful. Um, yes, I went up off to Battersea Park this oh, yes. week as uh, a guest of Putt in the Park. Um, right, a junket. It's like like a junket. I mean, in no way am I honour bound to say it was brilliant, but yes. it was brilliant. Right, it, it okay, was brilliant. That's a coincidence. It was a coincidence. Yes, and uh, it was. It was really a very good course. It was nine quid a pop, so I'm glad we were allowed to uh, play it for free. Um, They had no record of me when I arrived, but we managed to sort of talk our way in. Um, A really, really wonderful course. Lots of care and attention has gone in. I would highly recommend it. Um, Mm. After that, we had a wander around Battersea Park, which is a lovely park. It's on the river, which is unusual for a start. I mean, Wandsworth Park, perhaps. I don't think there's anywhere else with a park. Is that? No. Not really. No. Gardens? <laughs> Maybe, yeah. I made that up. Um, so, and we sat on a park bench, drank a bottle of wine. It was, that was a really you know, wonderful way to spend an hour. Yeah. How is your mother? She's fine. <laughs> <laughs> She's good. Um, and yeah, there's lots of formal gardens, a lovely cafe with a beer that does decent... Uh, you know, a bar that does decent beers on it. It was just a, a nice day out, and I think form part of a Battersea wander at some yeah. point, well, which we, we haven't done, have we? Yeah, no, we haven't. We must, we must complete South London. Yeah, indeed. So we haven't done Battersea yet. And then another thing that we did together recently was pop down to Broccoli. Yes. Or Crofton Park. Well, yes, nobody knows no, which it really is. Know. No, no one knows where it is. Um, yes. The London Beer Dispensary. Yes. yes. Um, and uh, yeah, it was lovely to see that you know there's been some uh, turmoil in the uh, at the at late nights slash beer rebellion, but the the bars are all continuing just as they were. Yes. And uh, a new, all the new beer brewery is is uh, is uh, just started. Is brewing forming the, from the ashes of late nights, isn't it? Yeah. South, Southie Brewery. Yeah. Um, and um, so yeah, we met a couple of those guys there. More on that later. And we did get some beer for free, which in no way contributes junk, yeah. to uh, our... Being a junket. Yeah, that was a junket, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but that didn't influence... Uh, Us our, being there. Or, or our evaluation of the no. place is brilliant, because no, we've always it loved brilliant. it. It is brilliant. And, yeah. uh, it yeah, was a coincidence. Was, it was a coincidence, yeah. And the burgers are still lovely, mm. and mm. It's, it's delicious. And then, it being the England game that night, we strolled up the road to the newly refurbished Chandos, or yeah. Chandos, <laughs> as I think locals call it. Uh, we didn't that know was what a surprise. to expect. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was really nice, wasn't it? Yeah, they had the big screen for the football, uh, although it was on ITV, so we don't know if they've got Sky, which you really would have thought we would have researched, but yeah. we didn't. No. Uh, again, and we ran into a friendly face there, Sean, the ex-bar manager of Dulwich Hamlet FC. Yeah, that um, was lovely. Uh, we had lovely beers there as well. So a we've rarity. got a freebie there too, another junket. Oh my God. <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's a theme emerging. It was very nice of Sean, and uh, that in no way uh, impaired our evaluation Quite. Of, uh, of a very fine establishment. Absolutely. I mean, maybe we should... Um, push on with the pub theme and uh, get into our main topic, the, the micropub. The micropub, yes. Which was prompted by news on Twitter that East Greenwich might be getting its first micropub. Yeah, fantastic news, yeah. Uh, in an area that is already pretty well off for good pubs. Um, so that's Shall we say where it was? It was in, it's on Woolwich Road, isn't yes. it? Yes, yeah. Yeah, I'm very pleased about that because it's right by where my nephew lives and uh, I expect I'll be seeing a lot more of him. Mm, yeah. <laughs> or, or more of his sofa, <laughs> if I can't make it up the hill. Yeah, so this is at the, the micropub. I mean, for those that are unfamiliar with micropubs, we should probably give a bit of background. There's sort of a, 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 a craze that has emerged out of Kent uh, for single-room, real ale-focused boozeries where the emphasis is on chatter and there is no music yeah no you might get warned for using your mobile phone sort of thing yes you did that once well when we went in the the, the original one yeah. the butcher's arms in Hearn um, you, you got out your phone to I think make a bet <laughs> it was time of the Cheltenham Festival and uh, someone asked for a hammer yes that's when we <laughs> first realized they may not be welcomed in there yeah um but the you know the, the the flip side of that is that you do get talking to people in a way that you don't do in sort of larger noisier bigger brewery chain pubs yeah i so imagine it's like pubs used to be you yes a hundred years ago yeah, you know, they, yeah they tended to be smaller they weren't you know exactly these giant places and we're, we're all for them and they, and they sort of that, that pub you mentioned, the Butcher's Arms in Hearn, was the very first one. Mm. It's run by Martin Hillier. He's, uh, he was a florist, I believe. And uh, a friend of his told him about what the, li the new licensing act that came into effect ten years ago or so meant. In short, it meant that big breweries could no longer object to the opening of licensed premises near their... Properties, yeah, because before they could keep you out of the game exactly just by appealing everything. Uh, so he realized it meant this meant basically you could that um, with a change of use, anything could anywhere and anything could become a boozer, yeah, and was, anyone could open one, anyone could open one, which he duly did. Um, it was in an old butcher's shop, that's what I called the butcher's arms. Um, still got the butcher's block, it has as, uh, to put your pint on, it has. Uh, it's got it had 12 seats. Mm -hmm. Sold pickled onions and real ale, and won East Kent Camera Pub of the Year twice in a row. Mm. But he, he wasn't um, finished there. You know, I think a couple of years later he gave a 15-minute presentation at the Camera AGM in Eastbourne, and um, over two-thirds of the people present went on to open their own micropubs. Incredibly, that's, yeah, that's like incredible hit rate. Newark, but mostly in Martin Hillier's home county of Kent, where they're now proliferate. You know, yeah. They are in, literally in every town, sometimes six to a town, which is excellent. Yeah. And um, this magical 
revolution is is come to London. Yes, doesn't it? I mean, it's been here for a couple of years now, but um, one of the things that characterises them, as we've said, is they're small. So turnover tends to be small. So it keeps them out of central London because of the high rents, but uh, they. There's some in South London, some on the outskirts. They come to the borders of outside. London, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. Like the Turks nearly got to Vienna. Right. They're nearly in London. Yeah. Um, there's one in Nunhead, though. There is one in Nunhead, an excellent one, Lee's uh, Beer Shop. Yeah, it's mm. tremendous. Um, there's somebody, somebody got in touch with us about the possible Route 51, was it, that took in four on the outskirts? Yes, uh, 51 yes, bus. 51 buses. There's, there's two in Sidcup now, the Hobbit's yeah. Hut and the Hackney Carriage. Um, and, uh, yeah, that bus goes through Blackfen, where the broken drum is, mm-hmm. um, uh, and on to Welling, where uh, I think possibly the first one was the, the door hinge, yeah. um, which is a, 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 a lovely little pub. Um, and there's a few on the outskirts on there. There's one in kind of Pittsburgh. Crayford, and Crayford. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think you'd, coming, going back to the beer rebellions, yeah. uh, you'd probably include those as a micropub. I mean, they play fast and loose with some of the rules, don't they? Yeah. Girls are allowed in, for example. <laughs> no, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Um, no, they play some music. Um, yeah. You probably aren't going to get asked to leave for texting your wife. No. Um, so, yeah, Gypsy Hill, Queens Road, Sydney, and Beer Rebellions, you probably would include in that sort of micropub field, definitely. Not least because they were all previously different premises, yeah. weren't they? Yeah, bookies and things, yes. weren't they? Yeah, and they're still quite intimate and small. Yeah. Um, others that we've come across recently are like the Art and Craft in Streatham by Streatham Hill. Yeah. Um, Somebody mentioned the little bar in Tootie. Yeah. I've not been there, no, but um, I, I don't. Um, some, some would say it's not a microbiology, it does lots of wine and things like that, but um, it sounds little and it mm. does beer, so, yes. and good beer. Yes. So. But of course one of the London originals, you could say, is just round the corner from here in Bar- 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 the Rake. Yeah. The Rake. Um, I mean, I don't think they consider themselves mm. a micropub because no. I don't think they really want to be part of a club, do they? No, they're certainly not yeah. part of the micropub association, no. but... You know, it they is like small. Beer more than people. They love beer. <laughs> um, the setup is, you know, it's, they've got a jumbrella out the back for uh, sitting in the rain and a couple of bins you can lean on for a smoke out yes. by the toilets. You know, it really is quite splendid. Uh, the sort of place that when you do take your wife there, her face falls slightly. <laughs> but that we nevertheless enjoy. Yeah, so fingers crossed, uh, and we should probably say it's just a planning application at this point but fingers yeah. crossed there will be a new one yes. in, in East Greenwich, Greenwich. Yeah. Yeah. the River Ale House I think is right. the, uh, well done, the yeah. idea yeah. Yeah. so best of luck to the River Ale House and we'll keep you updated on progress of the planning application next up news the, the news, news. <laughs> <laughs> has there been any news Andy well <laughs> Let me get back to micropubs. <laughs> Hot Burns and Black of yeah, Peckham. Lovely. Uh, lovely place. I yeah. mean, it's a bottle shop more than a micropub, but you can drink on tables outside. Yeah. Sensational. We certainly have. They won uh, the London Retailer of the Year at the uh, Celebrate British Beer Awards just last week. And, uh, Fantastic. Yeah, incredible. And that's off on the back of winning 
Timeout's favourite Peckham shop in 2015, so they're on a roll. And yeah, when you go in there, you can see that they are doing everything right. Yeah, they? delicious beers, nice sauces. people. And then um, a couple of Tuesdays ago, rather than go to an away match at Lowestoft to watch Dulwich Hamlet, which much must have been tempting. It was very tempting. It's very tempting. I mean, um, the reason I didn't make it is I. Uh, with about three hours to kick off, I checked the drive time and it turned out to be 3.5 hours. Jesus. Yeah. And the same back. Um, so although I missed a cracking away victory, um, instead I went to the Kennington Cinema Museum. Are you familiar with the Kennington Cinema Museum? I am, yes. Cinema yeah, Museum? amazing place. Yeah. It is an incredible place. It's an old Victorian workhouse in a sort of large uh, complex that's all owned by the NHS, I think. I went to a see... A lovely bar. And he's got a bar, yes, yes. crucially, crucially. I went to see Laurie Marsh uh, speak. Um, I don't know if you've seen anything about him in the press, but he's, he's alluded to as the UK's Bill Gates. Mm. Basically a very wealthy entrepreneur, had a chain of uh, theatres and cinemas, smut cinemas, some of them. Yeah. Property developer, um, had a film distribution company. About 30, 40 years ago, decided I've made enough money now, I'm going to carry on making money, but give it all away. Fantastic. So over his lifetime, he's given away something like £500 million. That's amazing. Yes. Um, what a dude. Absolutely. Uh, a total dude. I know his son, Bobby, as well. Um, Robert. He doesn't like being called Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be calling him a little bit more now I know how wealthy he is. Actually, he won't. He's not, because the kids aren't getting any of it either, unfortunately, no. for them. Um, but yes, a very interesting chat, a very interesting man. He was a, launching a book called The Philanthropist's Tale. Mm-hmm. But on stage, um, I suppose the news element is, he live made an offer to buy the entire workshop, cinema, museum complex from the NHS so that the museum can remain there in perpetuity. That's so, great. Well, great for the museum, again. great for... The NHS, yeah, which yeah. is on an advisory panel to sort of tell them how to become self-sufficient and Possible make more money. Possible conflict of interest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that will let you decide that. Um, so that was uh, a wonderful night out. Uh, all the beer was free. Got back about two. Sensational. Junket. It was a bit like a junket. A yeah. A bit like yeah. a junket. However, it in no way impaired <laughs> your evaluation of the evening. Yeah. Okay, glad to hear it. On to sadder news. Sadder news, yes. Well, yes, it is sad news. The Gladstone Arms in, in Borough is closing uh, on the 29th of uh, October. Uh, it's a unique pub, a uh, music pub. They have three gigs on several days a week, and they're going to have a massive party on that last day. So um, uh, I'm sure it'll be much more of a celebration than it would be a, a funeral. Uh, yeah. But, um, Dan uh, has been running the place for the last 10 years mm. and I think he has reached a point where you know he's, he's ready to go yes. as it were yes. um, but it's very sad because it's a, it's a victory for the money yes. um, some gits, uh, offshore gits um, bought the place wanted to turn it into flats um, Southern Council stepped in and made a conservation area around, around the park which was brilliant of them yeah, um, very good but um, then they just kept increasing the rent until it was untenable. So, um, so the Gladstone were closed. It's been a, a fantastic uh, place for musicians and locals. 
uh, for a long time. Mm. It's an intimate little boozer. It's not really big enough for, for gigs, but they, they manage it mm. anyway. Mm. Um, no, it'd be a, uh, a sad it's loss. It's a real loss, and it's a real blow to Borough, really, because... Um, you know, it's already lost a couple of things. Lost, you know, the old wheat sheaf. I know it's open again, but it's, yeah. like, you know, it's not the same place. And uh, lost shunt, of course. Yeah. And um, yeah, and it's one of those kooky places that um, you know makes an area. Um, uh, I'm going to try and get down before it closes a couple of times. Uh, going to see the Billy Bones play there at the weekend. They're a kind of pirate shanty. Gumbo jazz gypsy band. Yeah, that's <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, They're great fun, they're great fun. Yeah. Um, and uh, also uh, during the week to see Dakota Jim's old time jazz review. Um, uh, they're, they're a cracking band, great, uh, again, mm. great fun. And, and the sort of, I really enjoy going to see music there because it's, it, it, I never go there to see anybody specific, but I mm. just happen mm. to be there sometimes and somebody plays that. that blows me away and, and makes me check them out and see them again you know and they've got a final night a final day all day out yeah party. yeah the 29th of october is the yeah. is the last the farewell party and yeah. uh, i you know i've got i can't go but it's uh, it's, it's my kid's birthday so you know yeah. um i'm gonna do that but um uh, it will be it'll be great fun i'm sure mm. i'm sure they'll go yeah. out with a bang yeah exactly yeah not, not literally i should uh, no. point out no explosions Perhaps in lesser news, uh, the Real Ale Festival at the Weatherspoons has begun. The right. largest Real Ale Festival in the world. Yeah. A bit like... In 4,000 locations exactly, around the UK. Exactly. A bit like Thursday's the biggest curry house in the UK. <laughs> but nevertheless, let's uh, not decry it because you can get some delicious ales. I had an oakum there the other night uh, for £2.09. You know, this is... This, Stuff that needs yeah. to be talked about. It yes, I mean you can't about. you can't uh, criticise that, can you? No, cheap, delicious ale. Yeah, it's very hard to walk past the spoons uh, during this period. Um, particularly, of course, if you're a camera member and you get an extra fifty p off. I mean, you've oh, they're virtually they're been paid. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly ridiculous. Um, I have noticed that the selection of ales is slightly foreshortened this right. year. Uh, I don't hope that's not um, thin end of the wedge. But anyway, nevertheless, it's on. It's two pounds nine or less, and mm. some cracking ales. See you in the spoons. Which reminds me of we've been enjoying a new Twitter feed and blog, World of Spoons. Yes. Um, looks like a couple of guys trying to review every single weather spoons in South East London. Tough job. Tough job. Yeah. Someone's got to do it. I think. They do. Um, Yes, particularly like the what's the carpet like? Yes, me too. Yes. Opens each blog. Um, uh, I think they're going to struggle, perhaps by number twenty-seven, to discern the differences because one of the features of Weatherspoon is one of the more disappointing features is they're all broadly look the same. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, nevertheless, worth worth a follow. Uh, World of Spoons on Twitter. Which brings us to the big news, really, doesn't big it? News, yeah, I, mean, this, news. I mean, if we didn't have this news, we probably wouldn't have a news section, would we? I wouldn't have bothered. No, exactly, it wouldn't be here. Um, so we went down to the London Beer Dispensary, as previously mentioned. We had a couple of freebies, which in no way <laughs> is connected <laughs> to us being there or working with them. And we had a chat with Darren and Sam Barber, uh, the original brewer of Dessert IPA. And we agreed that Dessert IPA will be making a comeback. Yes. Hallelujah. 
probably this year. The all I mean, day breakfast IPA. Yes, the all day breakfast IPA, best drunk during work hours. Um, yeah. We're so happy to see it back, not least because it's fucking delicious. Mm. I mean, that is my that's the main reason. reason. That's yeah. The, yeah, it's bloody delicious. Um, so I think they've set the brewery up. They are brewing again now, and well, there isn't a date for when it's available, Not yet, but it will be We will be year. going to do the brew, I think, with Sam. Yeah, we'll be going to do the brew, and we'll probably be having some sort of other, uh, another party. Yes, I mean, a relaunch party. A relaunch party, yes. Probably at the LBD, I'd imagine, the, yeah. the bit dispensary. Oh, freaking hell not. So, yeah, for those that don't know, Dessert IPA uh, launch for the first time last summer, didn't it? Um, we had a meeting with the guys from Late Nights as they were then. Best business meeting we've ever had. Yeah, we didn't expect to have business meetings when we no. started Dessert, to no. be honest with you. But in fact, that's why to... we started Dessert. Yeah. But anyway, it was a good business meeting because it was very short. We said, and in a brewery. And, and it was in a brewery, yeah. Uh, we said, we like your beer. And they said, well, we like your blog. We said, well, we're thinking of doing a beer. And Steve said, well, let's get on with it. That yeah. was it. Yeah. The we rest had, of the time had... was spent telling beer stories yes. wasn't it? and hugging <laughs> um, and uh, yeah so in, uh, we had a massive party at, where they had six kegs of uh, of our IPA which we brewed with Sam you know yeah. we, we kind of worked we on the recipe together we told Sam what we, we spent liked. the day naked in the hot room yeah. um, sampling everything mm. dropping hops into beers all over the shop. Um, I mean, Sam is the genius behind it. He's a great brewer. Yes. Really, we, uh, we, we, we took apart all the beers we liked, didn't we, yeah. with him, um, uh, and sort of tried to work out work on their ingredients. It's basically a classic multi-IPA backbone with a crazy American citrusy big hop flavouring, isn't mm. it? I mean, that's essentially how you describe it, I think. Yeah. Um, notes of vanilla. <laughs> I've gone too far. Yeah, now. stop it now. Yeah. Uh, anyway, and that's that was. Uh, yeah, we we um, we re- launched that to, with with a nice fanfare at the at the LBD in yes. Brooklyn, and we hope to be back down there with some with that. But also, they were asking us for some seasonal, some seasons, yes. some variations, which we thought we'd perhaps throw out to you guys. Um, either interesting flavors. Or interesting names. I yeah. mean, uh, we we thought of Dirty Southie because it's Southie Brewery is uh, or Southie Brewery yeah. is. Um, We're not sure how to say it, but we'd start. <laughs> we could start going in Southie. We, we must work on that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and we thought Half Life. Well, we know Half Life would. Uh, he should have his own. Sort of yeah, thirteen point five percent. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, personally, I'd like to see a marijuana beer. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, there are legal implications there, I understand that, but um, getting stoned and drunk at the same time is fun. Mm. And I'll show it here. Yeah, if you could do it in one, <laughs> in one glass, I think I'd really make the night go with a bang. <laughs> um, it'd definitely make you hungry. <laughs> um, yeah, so any ideas on uh, dessert or, or you know, styles of beer or names of beer? We did have our black IPA, didn't we? None more black. Yeah. It was released last Christmas. Also delicious. It was very strong, and, and we had another party, and, yeah. and even though it was really strong, it just went like hotcakes. Yes. Yeah. Everybody was crawling out the door at the end. It came out the same colour that it went in for me. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> TMI. I don't think I processed it enough internally. One of my special powers is to be able to turn all food into faecal matter. It's <laughs> amazing. And it just deserted me that night. 
on to the social media roundup. Oh yes, yes, um, yes. I saw uh, a thread I, I was enjoying on. Um, uh, it was on Charlton Life. Uh, Never had, heard of it. Never had, heard of them. <laughs> <laughs> they had a thread uh, about the scariest pubs, and a lot of them were in South London, given mm. given the site. Um, yeah, one I, I enjoyed reading about the Watt Tyler, which was a pub uh, on a ferrier estate in in Kidbrook, which is a real brutalist monstrosity yes. come beauty. Yeah. Um, uh, it's, it's been closed down now as the estate's been flattened and uh, rebranded as a village. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but my favourite story about the Watt Tyler was the, the day that um, somebody threw a smoke bomb into the pub, uh, filled the place with blue smoke, and when it cleared, someone had nicked the fruit machine. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent work. Yeah. Um, yeah, other scary pubs. Harp, the Harp of Erin in Deptford, which is also closed, uh, came up a lot. Um, I think there was a sore attack one night that was very bloody oh. that, um, that uh, interrupted a pool game. Um, oh uh, and um, the Barge Pole, you might remember the Barge yes. Pole in Thamesmead. I do remember the Barge Pole. We, we went there on one of our wanders. Yeah, we liked it. We loved it, yeah. People are terrified of the place. But it was a Tuesday afternoon rather than a Friday night. That's true, yes. Yeah. We were unlikely yeah. to go there on a Friday night. Yeah. But, um, it was an unlikely venue for a pub, to be honest with you, wasn't it? At the bottom of it's the block. A, yeah, I mean, a bit like the what, what Tyler, it's right sort of underneath uh, Proper, a brutalist estate. estate. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, reminds me of the time... Uh, is Fancy Pine still going? I don't know. I think it is, isn't it? Yeah. It is, it yeah. Is. We're, this pub, we used Somewhere. to get five stars if it was a great pub and two five stars. Pints. Five pints, that's right, if it was a great pub. Two pints if it was a lesser pub. But mm. we decided to do a no-pint pub crawl. We yeah. picked all the pubs that had no pints yeah. awarded to them. We just couldn't believe it. No. Really. And we plotted a route from Waterloo to Greenwich going to a number of pubs that basically had the worst reviews I've ever seen. Yes. The Deptford Arms, was it, in um, now Deptford High Street? Deptford High yes. Street. I particularly remember that one because I think it was early evening at that point. With Roxy, yeah. The, the only two guys in there sitting at the bar, neither of them were wearing a top. <laughs> <laughs> and Roxy wanted a glass of wine and they said no. And then she went for a gin and tonic. They said no. Mm, they not have tonic or something. That's right. That's something like that. So I said, "What? Do, what have you? What do you have?" And he said, "Lager." <laughs> so we, we, all, we all had lager. Strangely, yeah. Mm. That was the only thing they had on sale. Mm. Um, yeah, so some surprising. It didn't last that long. It's a shame. It's a shame yeah. it's gone. But yeah, and that, that was years before dessert. Actually, we did that. It, does, it was. Yeah. So it just goes to show we've been researching this all our lives. Yeah. Natural, it's natural. Yeah. But I think, yeah, a, a, a great shit pubs piece might be much shit pubs. Shit pubs. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, let us know your shit pubs. Yeah. Um, Shall we skip over animals you can beat in a fight? I, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think we could. I, mean, I was thinking about it. I mean, the horses have had to put in up. Up with enough over the years without us going and punishing them, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They could get that lovely ketamine, though, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> it was a funny thread, but I mean, it really, it's easy. A lot of the animals you could just beat by stamping on them. <laughs> it's just, I'm not sure we're learning anything there. Mm. One thing that uh, we did have the other day when we were working over in Brixton at the Ritzy, we noticed they had an array of uh, brewdog ales. That's right. Including 
their nanny state. Yes. Um, a Which neither of us had ever tried. No. Naturally. No. no. Why, why, why naturally? Uh, because it's a low alcohol it is. beer. It's 0.5%. Yes, indeed. I mean, I consider anything under 4% a no alcohol beer. Well, you're allowed to pilot a plane on Foster's, aren't you, I think? Don't quote me on that. But, uh, <laughs> it's the so only time I drink it, actually. Yes, Foster's. yes. <laughs> One of the downsides of it, apart from, apart from no alcohol, of course, was that it was £4.20 for a tiny bottle. Yeah, so that's so £8.40 for a pint of beer <laughs> with no buzz. Yes. But it was quite nice. It was it, delicious. It definitely was hoppy. It they they hoppy. cracked it. It was, yeah. it was the finest low or no alcohol beer I've had, I think mm. I can safely say. It was hoppy, mm. exciting, it was fresh, notes of vanilla. I couldn't have more than one. No, I might go for two, but yes, you're right, you miss that buzz in the end. At that mm. price, you really, you might as well have, have a water. Yeah. And we did share that on Twitter, didn't we? Yes, we said, look, here's, here's a drink that um, you can have all day at your desk and not end up naked, mm. sadly. Uh, to which Mystic Mike responded, what's a desk? Which, <laughs> oh yeah, he's right, he's ahead of yeah. us, he's ahead of us. But was it... Mix, the Mixmaster, Mix wasn't Master it? Doom, yes. Yeah. What's the point of boozeless beer? There are nice-tasting boozeless drinks, he said. To which you responded pithily, Are there? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we've got us thinking, are there, are there nice-drinking boozeless drinks? James liked Ribena. Mm-hmm, yeah. I'm not having that. I mean, no, it's, well, just, it's just a childhood, isn't it? Childhood, yeah. Comforting pats on a hangover. Too much sugar. Yeah. It has got vitamin C. I chipped in with elderflower presse, which I think sort of killed the thread a bit, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. So you all know that, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> but um, then Anna sort of mentioned tea, which lovely, Anna, lovely Anna tea. Yeah. yeah, Anna Lansford. I mean, she's absolutely right. For me, tea is my favourite drug. Yeah. I mean, it goes something like, the top five must be something like tea, beer, or booze, weed, mm-hmm. coffee, and then a two-way tie between St. John's Wort and ecstasy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'd be happy with. Not, or, not at the same time, though. No. I stress that. Yeah. Especially yeah, just not throughout St. John's Wort. The day, yeah. Remarkable uh, thread in some ways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't call it a Twitter storm. <laughs> okay, maybe time for some uh, housekeeping. Some thanks. Some thanks, yes. Well, um, we need to thank uh, Matt Hall, our mm. lovely producer, uh, for being here today. Thank you, Matt. Who, uh, Matt Ski also, on uh, Twitter. Always a pleasure, never a chore. He's... Uh, not getting paid for today, but he normally does like to get paid for work, so if you've got any for him, give him a tweet. <laughs> He's a junket. He's a, <laughs> he <owns> a, <laughs> that's another junket. Is he a junket? <laughs> for anybody who's misheard that, <laughs> And, uh, yeah, we should thank the sheaf yes. as well for having us. Two, two pints would be fine. Two pints, thank you, yeah. Um, <laughs> thanks to... Ian, Ian, Tony, the puppeteers. Uh, yeah. Yes. Karina and Kiara. Yeah. We've got a website, deserter.co.uk, and we're on uh, Facebook as slash deserter blog, deserter blog, Twitter as deserter blog, deserter blog, Instagram. Deserter blog. Uh, yes. 
and email at hello at deserter.co.uk. We did have a Tumblr, um, but we were encouraged to start it by Heather in marketing, but basically one of them had to go, and Mm. so we got rid of both of them. (laughs) (laughs) That, I feel, is probably about it for this week. Yeah, so thank you for listening, and let us know what you thought of it. Indeed. And uh, we're always available for a junket. (laughs) 